0: You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Digging In, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Kencho Kelly, helping you with all those questions to and through retirement. Today, I'm joined by a gentleman I'm just getting started to know. Um, he's an Inve- investment advisor representative at Rooted Wealth Advisors. He's got almost a decade in the financial services arena. Uh, he's a former professional dart slinger, and when he's not grinding away at work, he's swinging away on a golf course. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Mateja.
0: Thanks, Kinch. Uh, happy to be here. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Getting settled in. It's been a few weeks now. Um, you know, Just trying to to get my, my feet on the ground here. Uh, we're actually looking at some houses this weekend with the family, so... We're, we're, we're chumming along here.
1: <laughs> For you, it's coming home, kind of, right?
0: It is coming home. So that's right. I, uh, I grew up in uh, Chicago, uh, actually the western suburbs of Chicago in Oswego, uh, Illinois. It's where I started in the business uh, about, um, I, don't, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. Uh, it's actually where I met Zach, the founder of Rooted. And um, yeah, uh, an opportunity presented itself to come come back home, join the the team here at Rooted, and uh, yeah, I mean, my wife Sarah and I just immediately jumped on it, and and here we are. hard not to, right? Oh, it it was a no brainer. It was a no-brainer. <laughs> no brainer. Joe, so,
1: uh, I have I have a question for you. Let's let's get to know you a little bit. So, sure. So maybe one question is a bit underselling because I think I've got like five or six questions for you, but. You're a financial services representative, mm-hmm. right? An uh, in, investment advisor representative. Excuse right. me. That's good. Okay. Um, did you grow up as, as a little kid wanting, wanting to be a financial advisor?
0: It's uh, it's funny you ask. So the the short answer is um, no, but but there's an asterisk. So uh, yeah, in high school, I was introduced to the world of insurance, uh, not necessarily financial services, but insurance, and uh, my eyes were open to. You know, just some of the consequences of being a successful insurance agent, um, being able to help folks and, and you know, really be a, a difference maker um, at, a, at a high level, right? So um, I graduate, or even before I graduated high school, you know, I kind of had this this idea in my mind that I'm going to be an insurance agent. Like, that's what I want to do. You know, folks grow up and say, I want to be a police officer. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor, a lawyer. Not me. No, I want to sell insurance. You were that kid. I was that kid. So, uh yeah, that's uh yeah, it's been a long time coming for me. Um I got into the business in my, you know, late 20s early 30s, uh, selling insurance. Uh, I was a captive uh, with a captive company um in Oswego, and it was very early on in that career where I met uh, Zach uh, and was really introduced to the financial side of the business um, and it just it appealed to me I became very passionate about that piece of the puzzle and uh, yeah over the years my uh, my focus and my passion has has really shifted from you know the insurance side to the financial services side
1: and that's, and that's a really cool transition to see you mentioned meeting Zach and that kind of having uh, having a big impact on your life I know mm-hmm. talking to John another advisor here and Hilda uh, they kind of joke about uh, going to the school of Zach Gray. Uh, Zach Gray, the, the founder uh, and CEO of Rooted Wealth Advisors, um, He's whether he knows it or not, he's been a big mentor to a lot of people here. Yep. Um, knowing him, I think, has changed a lot of people's lives. Yep. Um, and, and he's created a family apart from his family in yep. Rooted Wealth Advisors. Um, and we're glad to have you as part of the team, man.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so, so fortunate to be a part of this team. And I've, you know, I've known Zach for a while and, and a couple of the team members. Uh, but, you know, the bulk of the folks, you know, in the Rooted family uh, are new to me and I'm new to them. And uh, I, I just, you know, the culture here and the, the energy and just the overall, you know, passion that I can, you can taste here to help folks um, is just, it's really, it's a breath of fresh air right? It's great. I love it. That's
1: awesome. So this might be putting you on the spot a little bit here, Shoot! but as a financial advisor, I think it's, uh, pertinent to ask what has been your personal biggest financial mistake? And then I'll, I'll I'll counter with it with what is your biggest, um, your, your greatest financial decision? Uh,
0: I think the biggest mistake, uh, was not, um, you know, I think there's something to be said, with the old cliche, right? You don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Right. So, um, early on in my working life, I didn't save, right? I didn't save. So not starting soon enough is probably the number one mistake that I think most people make. And I fall into that category, right? Um, I didn't really know what a difference starting a year sooner, 10 years sooner, just starting, um, can make right? Long-term. And, um, the second part was your, the best. your
1: greatest, your yeah. best financial decision you've ever made One you're very proud of,
0: uh, you know, for me, it's personal. Um, and I know most people probably wouldn't think of this as a, as, as one of the best decisions, um, or one of, you know, top three, top five it's up there. Uh, but for me, number one was the decision to purchase life insurance. Uh, yeah. And, and I put it up at number one, look in my household, we pay our mortgage, we pay our life insurance, and then we pay everything else.
1: And why is that?
0: Uh, it's, it's really, I don't know, as corny as it sounds, it's the truth. It's peace of mind, right? It that's, it's how I sleep at night. It's how, um, I, I love my family. Uh, and we are, you know what, um, most folks do make make a decision to buy a house. Let, let's, let's use a house as the example, right. right? Based on two incomes, right? Two income household. That's my wife and I. When we bought our first home, there was no way, no way that either of us could afford that home on our own, right? So that's kind of where it started, right? Well, what happens, right? I don't want to do that to, to Sarah. So buying life insurance has afforded me... I, I let's just say 20% more hours of sleep than I would have gotten without it, right? Because it, it's a worry.
1: Right, it's right. A worry. There's going to be a compliance disclosure about insurance doesn't guarantee you uh, 20% <laughs> more sleep. We're going to slap that right down here. But, but that's interesting. That's, that's a very interesting point. I don't think a lot of people, when they're buying a house, think about, hey, This is how much the bank says uh, that we can we can afford to buy a house. So they go start looking at that number, right? But they don't take that thought to the next level about what if? What made you take that take that thought and extrapolate it out?
0: So that's a really good question. I mean, it started with the house. You know, I have a four year old daughter now, Avery, and I mean, life insurance has become even more important. Right? I want her to be afforded more opportunities than I ever was. And, you know, let's face, let's face it. Right. It takes money. Right. It, it just does. Um, but I, I think, you know, what really triggered it was, you know, my wife and I, when we got married, we were in the process of um, starting to look at homes and we we actually talked about life insurance. We just did. Right. Um, and I know that's rare. Uh, Maybe it's because I I was drawn to the industry. I kind of knew about it, right? right? but we had a conversation and we, and we both kind of agreed, yeah, we should probably do something. And then we never did. Uh, and like most people, right? We just kind of, we had a conversation over dinner, maybe a glass of wine and that was it. Uh, then we put a down payment on a house that we were going to build, talked about life insurance, never did anything. We closed on our house in June of 2014, talked about life insurance pretty at length, never did anything. I got into the business in November of 20. uh, Well, I got into the business prior to this, but, um, I really dove in, in November of 2014 and a month prior I was diagnosed with diabetes type one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm telling you all of this to tell you that because, because we didn't do anything, I have life insurance and I pay a lot more for it. Life insurance is based on your age and your health. Well, I got a strike, right? Um, so I, I guess to, to, to wrap this up, you know, it um, it's something that my wife and I discussed and never pulled the trigger on. And I think it, it comes down to we were never given the opportunity to say, no, we don't want it. If an agent, any agent would have called us, bumped into us on the street and just asked, Hey, you got you want to buy some life insurance? Just ask that simple question. We we would have said, actually, yeah. Yeah, we
1: do. Because you talked about it already. Right. Like you had already warmed up to the idea. Right. You just maybe didn't. There was there was just n- lack of follow-through. Definitely. Like life happens, right? Yes. Like you talk about something one night and then you wake up and you got a laundry list of things to do and you're knocking those things out, and before you know it. You've moved on. Your brain has moved on from the conversation, and you just haven't either looked it up online or called an agent or anything like that. How much money do you think, or percentage-wise, do you think if you had made that decision 31 days prior, how much money do you think you could have saved over the course of, I don't know, your lifetime or up to now?
0: Yeah, I, I guess I would... Okay, so I'll preempt my answer with everybody's situation is different, right? right? Right. What type of policy are you getting? All those. This is not financial advice to you. Absolutely not.
1: Individual situations definitely vary. Sit down. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a ball.
0: Yeah, you know what? I probably pay 40% higher premiums. Wow. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I do so happily. I do so happily, and you know, I, I know you've got some more questions for me, but I think this is a great opportunity. To, to share with you, Kenji. I don't know if I ever have shared this with you. We, we've had some dinner conversations and, right. you know, we've been getting to know each other. But I don't know if I've ever shared my mission with you. Go for it. My, my mission in, in life now, it kind of started in, in the business, but really I, I try to apply this mission to all aspects of my life. And it's very simple. I want to do my job so well that I have a profound impact in the lives of others. Right, I I want to impact people positively, and since we're on life insurance, right? Um, my wife always accuses me of turning a conversation into life insurance, but but since you know, I'm just passionate about it. Right. But since we're on it, my my goal is to always give somebody an opportunity to tell me no. Right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, every single. Time.
1: And based on your story, that makes sense, right? Because you don't know who's had a conversation, who's who's even warmed up to the idea. Sure. And so based on your history, that's become your mission. Yeah. absolutely. Um, to at least ask. Yeah. To at least put out the ask. And then you feel like you've done at least your due diligence. You're not, you know, you're not beating everybody over the head with a life insurance hammer. Absolutely Um, not. Yeah. You're just because you feel like if somebody would have just asked. That's it. That, it. that it could have saved you an exponential amount of money
0: over time. Yeah, it could have saved me premium. And God forbid something happens to me, it, it, it would have saved my family's life financially. Right, Life right. insurance couldn't bring me back, but it can absolutely make sure that life goes on financially.
1: So I guess that kind of leads into my next question, Joe. If you could hop in the DeLorean sure. and go back to yourself at 18. Uh what, what, what advice would you give yourself at 18?
0: I hate to be redundant, but I got to go back to, um, earlier, right. And it's the same answer. Start, do something now that your future self will thank you for, right. Make a decision to do something today that your future self will thank you for. And I I think, um, the message, you know, people, I often get asked, you know, how much do I need to save? Right. How much, how much, how much? And, you know, younger folks, now my sister's 10 years younger than me and, and she's actually in this boat. You know, she, she's kind of saving. She's, she's doing stuff at work with a, with a plan. She's thinking about starting an IRA. And my message is, is the same, especially to young, the younger folks. That 18 year old out there, 20 bucks a month, just, just start. Right. right? Saving for retirement is about discipline. More than it is about the math, I believe. It's about discipline. Just forming those habits, the earlier the better. Right. I've
1: seen some of those charts you guys use in presentations about mm-hmm. compound interest over time. Mm-hmm. Those things always blow my mind. And and I always think there's no way that math can be right. I always think that because it the way it just builds up. Mm-hmm. I know John uses a story about uh, would you take... Would you take a million dollars up front or would you yeah. take a, a penny Double. comp du- the, yeah. d- doubled every day yeah. for a month? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and like the math just doesn't, doesn't compute in my head. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I would take a million dollars for sure. Right. Like that just sounds silly. Mm-hmm. It's how long on day two, you get two cents, right? like on day four, you get four cents. Right. But then on day like 26, it's like 567,000 right. you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about five uh, days right, ago right right that compounding interest is, uh, is something to behold and I think that message of just start mm-hmm. can even relate to uh, people about to enter retirement or yeah. people that have kind of already retired like you can still figure out a way um, and I think you pride yourself on finding those creative solutions for
0: people. Exactly exactly and compound interest by the way, side note, I believe it was Einstein that stated the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest is, is compounding. How, how that works. I think it's Einstein Yeah, or maybe it was, maybe it was Benjamin Franklin. One of those guys,
1: a smarter guy than, than me
0: and, and me. <laughs> so
1: do you have a story about somebody that, that you had to help just like just start later in life, but that was beneficial to them and that maybe they didn't feel like they could but you were able
0: to help them? Yeah. Um, I think I, I've, I've got a few stories. I think uh, I, when you asked me that question, a client immediately came to mind. Um, I won't use his last name, right? Uh, but his name is John. Um, and when I met him, I met him actually when I was a dart player. He was another dart player. And, uh, you know, we would see each other and then I got into this business and, you know, it started with a, a, a phone call. He actually reached out to me and said, Hey, I know you sell insurance. Can you quote my auto insurance? Said, sure. Yeah, great. So we sat down and, um, you know, going through my process, right. And, and asking questions, I often say that, um, difficult questions often lead to simple solutions and, and he is he is absolutely an example of that. So, um, you know, we talked about insurance, but then I started, you know, we started digging in a little bit to um, him getting ready for retirement. He was about, at the time, I don't know, Kench, maybe 10, 12 years away. Okay. Uh, he was a police officer. So he had some, you know, he had a pension and, you know, we, we knew that he was going to get social security and those types of things, but he didn't have anything else. And he had nothing else going on. Nothing else, nothing else. no IRAs, no, we, nothing.
1: All right, that sounds
0: like uh, all the eggs in one basket to me. All the eggs in one basket. Now, granite. It was. A, it was a very. It was. A, it was a good size basket. It was a great foundation. Okay. Um. But you know, as we talked further, you know, I learned that he wanted to do some travel, and you know, he had a grandchild on the way, and he wanted to be able to, you know. Do the the family Disney trips in retirement, and do do some stuff that he just he just I and mean, he felt like he'd be able to, but he kind of thought it might be a little tight, and he he didn't want to be feel constricted or confined. Right. So you know we talked about just starting something, um, in some way, shape, or form. In his case, it happened to be a Roth IRA. Right. That he'd be able to kind of build up this this bucket of money that he would have freedom and control over um, and and some some tax benefits from. Right? right. In retirement that he could reach into and provide that Disney trip, uh, reach into and and do those things Got that, that he, extra the extra, extra the fun stuff. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. What a, what a cool story. What a cool story. So many stories that start with "He had a pension," and with "He got a letter." Two years into retirement, that the pension benefits were cut forty percent, fifty percent. Those sort of scare the living daylights out of me.
0: I feel as though uh, that's a topic for maybe a future podcast. Absolutely, maybe a maybe a little teaser there. Absolutely, uh, but you're right. You're dead. You're dead on. You're dead on.
1: Well, last question I got for you on today's show. What what, what is the best part of your job? What is, what is the thing that you wake up in the morning and you're like, I get to do this today. Not, not I have to, but like you feel super impassioned about, it. I think we touched on a little bit earlier.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it's different for everybody in, in our business, right. right? So why do you get up? And I like to say I wake up early and I drive to work fast, Right. I can't wait to get here. Like Sunday nights, I'm chomping at the bit. Right? ask my wife. You know, at, starting at about three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday nights, Sunday afternoons, I'm starting to get antsy. Right, and she knows it. Like Joe, it's not Monday yet. It's not time for work, and and that's just it. So this isn't work. We do get to do this. Right, I don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. We get to. And again, I know this is kind of kind of broad, but I think what I look forward to the most is. The ability to fulfill my mission, Kinch. I get to help people. Right. I'm sorry. I, I, you mean? I, I guess to put it another way, I get paid to help people. I, that's it. And the more people I help, the 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 better, right? The right. better life is for those folks, and it, it selfishly for me. I, it just it just works right in tandem. And, and that's exciting to me, you know, um, I love being able to go home and, and tell a story to my wife, like, hey, sat down with Mr. and Mrs. Jones, and um, we were able to help them. And gosh, they left the office happy and fulfilled and, and feeling confident. And that's, I don't know, it's very satisfying.
1: That's awesome. I don't know too many people who who are just driven by an internal mission Mm -hmm. um, and not not driven by external things. That's really cool. I hope we get that chance to explore that in a future episode. Uh, we'd like to thank today's presenting sponsor, Rooted Wealth Advisors, for today's show. If you have any questions about anything you've heard today, they'd love to visit with you. And if you'd like a copy of the book, Your Retirement Lifeblood, give us a call at 815-918-4727. Again, that's 815-918-4727. And let them know that you've heard about them from Digging In. That'll do it for us today. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep digging in.
0: This was Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.